Dios. <laughs> Buenos dias. What's happening? Thank you for joining another Tyree Talk Tuesday. What's happening, y'all? Oh my gosh, it's another Tuesday. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to hit the share button and let folks know that we are here live at Premier Barber Institute. Heavy Hanson's Big Money, Beautiful Loser, Mr. Relentless, Frank1987. Thank you guys for joining. Elliot, uh, Meta85, Chad Heiserman, KD Going Digital 78, uh, Fake Culture. Yes, sir. Euphoria Barbershop, what's happening? Marion Johnson, Quiet Storm 21. Oh, man, that's great. I see clients on here. I see other practitioners. What's going on? Nikki Styles, David Giron, what's happening? Thank God it's Fresh 15. Sean the Barber, Jam Bunny's X, Ethos, Gwyneth One, what's happening? Tana, the Barber 616. Take the barber. So, guys, thank you so much for joining. Always appreciative that we got some folks on here. Not only just here to uh, spectate, but definitely appreciate those who are sharing and letting people know that we are going live. Got some, We got Cynthia from Dallas, Texas. So we know it's a little bit earlier over there. Thank you for joining. Let, let people know where you're from so we can make that announcement. It's always good. I know we got Chicago. We got Texas. Uh, I know we got Reading, PA. Got some Lancaster PA. Made to fade. I, I, I believe that's North Carolina. Thank you guys for joining. So a uh, few announcements. March the 5th in Reading, Pennsylvania is the Berks County Barber Battle. Let me tell you something. I've watched this show grow in the last few years. We got California, Jacksonville, North Carolina, Detroit, Philly. Uh, man, thank you guys for letting us know where you're, where you're San Diego. So we know people, are, man, it's like 630 in the morning over there. So thank you for, for joining. Um, but March the 5th in Reading, PA, the Berks County Barber Battle is going down. Let me tell you something. I've watched this show grow um, in the last few years, and it has 90 spots filled for competition. There is no more room for competition. There are 65 vendors going to be at this show. I had mentioned last week, I like these smaller intimate shows because you get a chance to connect with people in a real way. There are gonna be some big vendors there. So if you're looking to get some product, if you're looking to get some stuff that maybe Illusion will be there. So if you're trying to get the latest in Illusion capes, great time to get some stuff right there at the show. Uh, they do an amazing job of shipping stuff to you in the next three to five business days. But you can get there, meet the people, meet the, the owner, meet the people who are putting that together. Um, there's a lot more other vendors that are going to be there. So March 5th, Berks County Barber Battle. Like I said, I've seen this show grow from a very small setting to a bigger, bigger venue. And now much more competition. He's doing one competition uh, he did last year was... The walk-in competition, what was cool, you just take some random person from the show and do their hair. You've never cut them before instead of bringing your model. I thought that was fantastic. He's now doing a shop competition, Battle of the Shops. And so it's three barbers from one shop competing against other shops. I think that's a really cool category. So make sure if you're in the area, March 5th, Reading, PA, Berks County Barber Battle. I think it's a great spot for our students to go. It's It's close. It uh, doesn't take far to get there. It's a great, great venue, great space, a lot going on with vendors, food. Food was good when I was there, but it's a great, great show. So make sure you check out the Berks County Barber Battle. Also, I'm going to be in Greenville, South Carolina, 
March the 12th and the 13th for the OG Barber Conference. I will be there as a keynote speaker speaking to other practitioners. There's going to be an award show. There's going to be uh, some competition, some educational class and symposium uh, on Monday. So make sure if you're going to be in the South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, be there for the OG Barber Conference. And then uh, last but not least, definitely if you're in the Ohio, Detroit, Michigan, Chicago area, and you want to be at an event, Cleveland Barber and Beauty Expo is going down on March the 19th, and there's going to be a beauty class on the 20th. But March the 19th is the Barber and Beauty Expo, is the kickoff for that expo. It is a two-day event. First day is primarily for barbers. The second day is for the beauty. Is a beauty class. The beauty class is already sold out. It's six fifty per class. It's already sold out. They have no more space for the beauty entrepreneurship and level up class that they're doing on that Monday. So um, Cleveland Barber and Beauty Expo is going down. I've been there for the last several years. Great, great show to be at. One other announcement. Um, I've had people ask us about this and EFX has done a great job in making this happen. We have been doing content for quite some time. So we've been filming and filming and filming and filming and filming and filming. And if we don't film, we can't produce and put the content out. But we are on YouTube. Premier Barber Institute is on YouTube for our students that are looking for more long form content with step by step from your instructors and the people who are on this stage. You can follow us on the Premier Barber Institute. Subscribe to the Premier Barber Institute YouTube page. Um, this is an example. Uh, this is a world and this is a calic. How to fix these in haircuts. So we are putting long form content uh, content up on a regular basis. I believe it's once uh, a week is what we're doing. We have a bunch of videos and we're continuing to film as we're adding more content on a weekly basis to the YouTube page. So thank you, EFEX, for continuing to, to build what we have established here and the instructors who are on stage and the guest speakers who have been coming to the school. Uh, so thank you for that. So last week we discussed a few things. Um, I used the example of an orchestra. Right. And the, the message was you don't have to do anything. You don't. There's nothing you have to do. Right. No deposit, no withdrawal. You don't put anything in. You don't get anything out. Um, that was the example that I was using. And I used the orchestra because it's very different. It's not it's a systematic. It has a flow to it. There is a conductor who is managing what has been composed and created. Right. But somebody created the music for the symphony, for the orchestra to play. Someone created the music. The conductor is simply positioning people in order to play their instrument in the orchestra produce, to produce a sound so that the audience who came to observe can hear the performance. Someone put the music together. Someone is managing the music, someone is playing the music, and there are spectators in the audience that are observing to enjoy the music. And so I use the orchestra. You may be a person who's playing an instrument. Right now, you may be a spectator in the audience, but you have a desire to become a professional, whether it's a barber, beautician, nail tech, lash tech, whatever it is that you desire to be, you may be an audience 
member. You may be someone participating in the audience. Many of the students who are at the program today at some point were an audience. I want to be a barber. I got a husband in my school who's married to a beautician for over 30 years in business and said, I'm retiring from my one job. I've been spectating for a while, watching my wife do her thing. And I, I think I want to do barbering. And so he became an audience member to now someone who's learning how to play the instruments in this orchestra of our barbering profession. And so I use that example. Some of you may just be playing the instruments. Some of you may be the concert master, meaning you may be working at a barbershop that may not be yours that you own, but you are operating as if it's yours. You own the barbershop. When people come in, they see your face. So when the bathroom is dirty or when there are no toilet papers or no hand towels in the bathroom, you're the person that they're looking at that's responsible for the aesthetic of the shop. When they come in and the ambiance isn't appealing because maybe the music is too obnoxious or is too loud, you're the person, you're the face that they see as the concert master or the manager of that shop. A lot of times they don't look at the owner until you put it on the owner. And here's how that looks. Someone comes out of the bathroom, they're like, yeah, you ain't got no paper towels? And you're like, yeah, uh, yeah, we ran out. You know, the boss ain't getting none. And you just took a crap on the person who gave you an opportunity to work and earn some money. Now, there are scenarios where there are shop owners that just don't care about the shop. And some of you may be out there saying, I care about the shop more than the owner does. But you may not understand all the responsibilities. And with poor communication, that message may not be relayed to the owner, and so therefore it falls on the owner. But a lot of times the clients see you first. Your clients are coming to get a haircut from you, to get their makeup done from you, to get their hair styled from you. You're the face of the business. You become the ambassador for that business. When people come into our program and they see Steph downstairs or they see Chris or they see Edamar in a classroom, those are the faces of Premier Barber Institute. If you look at Premier Barber Institute's Instagram page, you see students and you see the instructors that are facilitating the work that it takes to run a classroom. You don't necessarily see Tyreek, the owner, on Premier Barber Institute page. There may be a little sprinkle here and there. However, the premiere page is about the students. It's about what students are learning. It's about the instructors that are facilitating that process. It's not about Tyreek. And so it's important that you highlight those people because those are the people, when a student comes to the program and Edomar becomes their first teacher, Edomar generally becomes the go-to person. Whenever there's something, they go right to Edomar. Whenever there's an issue, they go to Edomar. Whenever there's something going on, they go to Edomar. Because that's the first reference of an instructor that they have. That's my guy. So I'm going to go to him when I have an issue. They don't think to go to Steph or to Chris or sometimes even myself. A lot of times, the people that they would reach out to first would be Dan. Dan, I'm going to be late. Dan, I ain't going to make it. Dan's like, I'm not your responsibility at this point. You have to contact your instructor. But the reason that they contact Dan first is because that's the first person that they met. It's the first person that represents the school as a whole because it's who they see. 
So when your clients come to your business, you're the person that they see. You're the person that's most responsible for what the business is projecting to the customers and the people that are coming into your shop. So you may just be the concert master. Maybe you do become the conductor and at some point you become the owner of the shop where everything matters and everything falls on you and all the responsibilities no matter what. Let me tell you this, if you bought a ticket to watch an orchestra, I don't care where it was, you walk in, you pay a ticket, and there is a concert master who is performing the music and the music is playing and something goes wrong. The people in the audience don't contact the arena. They don't contact the, the, the place that's holding it. They don't contact the, the, the opera house. They don't contact them and say, hey, no, the responsibility was on the concert master. The responsibility was on the strings. It was on the woodwinds. It was on the trumpet. Whatever, whoever's role was, so they see that first. It's not who owns the building. It's really about the people playing the instruments in the orchestra. It's about the person who is managing the people playing the instruments in the orchestra. And so you may be that manager of a shop. They see your face. They hear the music and they're looking at you. They see the floor is not swept and they're looking at you. They see that the sign says 7 a.m. in the morning or 9 a.m. in the morning or 10 a.m. in the morning. And when they arrive at said time and you're not there, they see you. You're the person that's irresponsible. You're the person that's not here to run business. So they're looking at you. You don't become an owner because you have a title. You become an owner when you're operating as an owner. You become a manager when you're operating as a manager. There are many people who have ambitions and desires to become more than just. When I say more than just, I mean more than just a spectator. As I mentioned about the husband who's attending my school, that he's no longer a spectator in watching his wife's business thrive. He is now participating in the business. And his first step was to leave the audience and become someone who's learning how to play the instruments by going to school. It's important that you put yourself in a position to pivot with momentum and efficiency. Pivoting is very, very crucial. Pivoting is, is so important. A lot of people who don't have the ability to adapt or to pivot generally get put in a position where they struggle because they only see it one way and their only way of entry is one way. The only way to get to the next place is this way and it has to work this way. If it doesn't work this way, then I might as well just quit. I mentioned uh, before about pivoting and when you think of great basketball players who know how to dribble and have great ball handling skills, have the ability to pivot, that movement is called a crossover. Where the athlete is going one direction with momentum and speed, and you step in front of him, and he gets you to go one way and immediately crosses you over to go to the other side. Kids make a big deal about it. You see it on social media where they're filming because they broke somebody's ankles or somebody fell. Right, and the whole crowd goes crazy because not only did you 
get that person to fall or stumble, you were able to blow past them and make a point. That is the point in pivoting. It's not just to embarrass somebody or make them fall. If you go and you cross over a guy and he trips and falls and you cross him over and he stumbles and he stumbles and he falls, but you don't score, you actually wasted time. You have to be able to pivot with momentum so that that way when you're going one direction and there's opposition, a defender who gets in front of you, you have to be able to pivot and move in another direction because the goal and objective is to score a point. The goal is to put the ball in a basket and whether you're the person who's putting the ball in a basket or not, you have to be able to pivot, get out of position of opposition and either pass the ball to someone who can put it in the basket or you end up taking the lane and going and getting the point. If you're not pivoting with momentum, you will stumble. You will get stuck. The, they, the defense will begin to trap you and you either have, have a jump ball scenario or the ball gets turned over. Nevertheless, you didn't score a point because you weren't pivoting with momentum. The point was to go forward. You have to be able to pivot with momentum and efficiency. How does that happen? Is it an innate nature? That people just have the ability to do that. There are some phenoms in the world that you see people, no matter what they do, you give them a football, they're great. You give them a basketball, they're great. You give them a skateboard and they know how to ride. It's just some people just have that certain uh, level of athleticism and ability, right? Hand-eye coordination, whatever it may be. However, all of those things have to be worked on on a daily basis. It's important for you to continue to work on that. I think it is said that LeBron James spends over a million dollars on his body. A million dollars per year on his body through exercise, diet, stretching, cryotherapy, ice therapy, heat therapy, light therapy. All the things that he has to do in order to be great. Spends over a million dollars a year on his physical being. Because being good is not good enough. It's about being great. And in order to be great, you not only have to pivot, pivot with momentum, but you have to put your body in a position to withstand and endure all adversity. See, you can go through a step-by-step -step process. It's important to be taught. It's not just one thing to be good and just have ability. You have to be coached. You need someone to be able to speak into your life and help you understand what those movements are and why they're important. Mr. Miyagi and Karate Kid, I'm going to go the whole ways back. Not the new stuff, but the old stuff. Mr. Miyagi had Danielson coming in and painting up, down, up, down. He had him waxing on. And waxing off. And waxing on and waxing off. And waxing on and waxing off. And Daniel got frustrated one day. And he said, I came here because you taught me how to fight. He said, Thot! And he threw him a punch. And he said, wax it off. Boom. And he blocked the punch. And he said, ah! Boom. And he blocked another punch. And what he was doing was he developing his muscle memory. He was coaching him and preparing him to be able to fight, but he didn't put him in the ring to fight. 
He was coaching him. He had him doing all of this mundane activity that didn't make sense to him, but it was in order to put him in a position that when a punch came, he could handle adversity. Mr. Miyagi was OG. That's why when students come to the program and they're like, why am I perm riding? There's a lot of reasons why you're perm riding. Because you need to build up your phalanges. You need to build up the dexterity in your hands so that that way you're not dropping your expensive tools. You have to be able to grab and manipulate the hair. Why are we blow drying in this position? Because when you blow dry in this position, it also helps with the backhand shave motion. There are reasons and methods to the madness. It only is to help you along the way. Mr. Miyagi taught him by creating muscle memory in order to build stamina and efficiency. So he can pivot in a time where adversity would come at him. When someone would throw a punch, he would know how to react with movement. You can go through the step-by-step process. I just mentioned that we're putting on premier long-form content. If you want to see some step-by-step processes on how to attack a haircut, many of you have already seen it, where you see lots of people, and, and I see it all the time, you're looking at haircut after haircut after haircut after haircut after haircut, guideline, another guideline, another guideline, and you're starting to blend them out. And you see the process, you see it. You can watch it a million times, but if you don't put that to action, if Daniel only watched somebody else wax on and wax off, if he only watched somebody else paint up and down and side to side, he wouldn't know how to do the movements. You have to put action, physical action to what you may understand or what you may see or what you may visually see, or what you may know. I can ask Efex apps to break down a haircut and he can tell me every single step on how to Produce a nice quality haircut, how to create texture on the top, how to create movement and direction, how to look at length, shape and direction and determine what type of haircut that was. He can tell you if it was a zero degree or 45 degree, if it was a 90 or 180. And for some of you that may be foreign, but for some of you who know what I'm talking about, you can look at a haircut and be able to identify what type of haircut that was or what direction they move. And Eric can do that with efficiency. But what Eric can't do is cut the hair. The reason why Eric can explain it is because he's been filming and watching me for such a long time. He's received haircuts and been in classes, demonstration after demonstration after demonstration. So he knows what it is. He can tell you what it is. He can tell you exactly how to start. However, he hasn't executed a haircut from start to finish ever. So he doesn't have the ability to do it. He has the know-how. Many people are watching video after video and they have the know-how but they haven't put themselves in a position to do it. These students, brave students who pivoted from their personal lives and even for some of their business lives or their first careers, they have pivoted. They have pivoted to learn something new, to put themselves in a position of something they may have a small understanding of or something they may know. I cut for a long time, but I never had no formal training. And then they come in here and they can't hold the comb properly. They can't section the hair properly. They can't even cut the hair straight and it's all chopped up. But they had an understanding of how to cut hair. They just haven't done it with efficiency. And so you give them a comb and some shears 
And they're looking at you like, you want me to do what? And over a few weeks, it becomes easy because they've learned how to do it because someone is coaching them and guiding them through the process. Pivoting is important. Circumstances has a way of identifying where to pivot. I mentioned the basketball player moving at full speed, going one direction. He moves right. You go right with him. You go left because you're defending him. You're trying to force him to his left, right? Because that's smart. You know his right arm, arms are strong as arm. So you move him, try to get him to position to his left. That's adversity. He knows how to pivot because circumstances have caused him to move to the left side. If you're not standing there, I'll just keep driving down this, with my right. But it's only when you learn to play the game or you have good acumen in sports, you understand why a person is positioning themselves there. Because if I stand here, I'm forced to get you to move the ball to the other side. If you're weak on that side, chances are I can force a turnover. That's the purpose of it. You have to be able to pivot with momentum. So I want to pivot for a second. Why do you why do you watch Tyree Talk Tuesdays? What's the purpose for some of the students? It's what we do. It's part of our routine on Tuesday to do. But why do you watch Tyreek Talk Tuesdays? Why do you listen to Tyreek? Why does it even matter to you? Is it because of where you are or where you're trying to go? Is there something that you know you're going to get out of this live that's going to help you in pivoting in your business? Is there a reason that you're watching? I, I, I want to I highlight a student here for a second, a, a graduate from our program. Chris Connors was an aspiring barber. Position A, he came to Premier Barber Institute 2015. He has pivoted. I will tell you that his very first haircut on the clinic floor, he was up. And I said, Chris, you're up. He said, I'm not cutting that guy. I said, Chris, you're up. He said, I'm not cutting him. I said, well, go home. He said, fine, I got enough hours, I'm leaving. I said, no, you ain't going nowhere. And he said, I'll do the haircut if you stand right here and don't move. And I said, I got you. So I stood there for about two hours watching him execute his first haircut. But the story's not over. It doesn't end there. That was his first haircut on the clinic floor. I stood there for two hours. And let me tell you something. When I went to help another student, he looked at me like, where are you going? As soon as I turned to help someone else, he's like, oh, well, hey. <laughs> he knows I'm telling the truth. I'm trying to tell you. Position B, he became a licensed barber and was working. In 2016, he became a licensed barber manager. Position C, he was a barber manager, then became an owner, 17, 18. In position D, he was a teacher at Premier Barber Institute, still currently teaching, but he's now a partner and owner in three barbershops. He has pivoted from a two-hour haircut to a three-time shop owner and a teacher. I don't hear him talking in the back no more now. The point is, is that he needed good guidance in order to make some of those decisions. He needed someone who can help position him. And there was the day of adversity when, guess what? He came to school to learn how to be a barber. And the moment 
has arrived for you to now put what you know and what you understand into practice. And he looked at me like I was crazy because he wasn't confident. But it was leadership and coaching that helped develop that confidence to the point where I didn't have to stand by him anymore. And the only time I needed to come around was to uh, overlook the haircut, fine tune anything or point out some areas that need a little bit of work. But he is elevated from an aspiring student to now three time shop owner from 2015 to current day. It's about pivoting and growing. I talked about basketball. What about football? Football, offensive line is there. They're looking at the defensive. The quarterback sees something. It has to do what? It has to call what? An audible. He calls an audible because he got to change the play because the defense is saying that the play that they was getting ready to do ain't good enough. So he hands it off to the running back. And the running back's job is to what? Get more yardage. He's got to penetrate the line. He's got to look for the hole and try to execute. And in, in going one direction with momentum, he may see a defender step up and he's got to pivot by either bouncing out, getting around, or cutting left or right to get in position to gain more yards. You have to be able to pivot with momentum. But it's not just because someone's talent. It's because that player who is getting paid by the Professional Football League is... Not just paid to do it, but has practiced and practiced and practiced for years what they know how to do. You have to put yourself in a position to force yourself into adversity in order to get where you're trying to go. A running back has to run into adversity. He's got to get through a line of strong other men. To get one yard, to get two yards, three yards, five yards, a first down, and may not get all of that in the first play. He's putting himself in harm's way. They say that in football, you're one hit away from what? Never playing again. You're putting yourself in adversity in order to obtain a goal. Good leadership will help you to pivot. But in order to do that, you need repetition. You need it in class. You need it in your work ethic. You're not going to be the dopest barber. You're not going to be the hottest barber when you graduate from the school. It's only if you have applied yourself intently. Last week I talked about intention. When other people are sitting down, you're blow drying and curling the hair. When other barbers at the shop are sitting down on their phones, you're creating content to market. You're filming other stuff. You're putting stuff together so you can market yourself. You're buying boosted ads so you can market your business. You're not just absorbing people's content. You're creating content. You have to put yourself in the face of adversity in order to grow. You got to put yourself up against the wall. And fight out of the corner. For many of the students who come to a program like this, they're sacrificing sleep because they got to work and come to school. Some people are sacrificing work just to come to school. Some people have budgeted their life, their lifestyle in order to come. There's a sacrifice. They're putting themselves up against the wall. I don't take this lightly. 
And the problem is a lot of times they're looking at other influencers and they're talking to people that are painting this facade of what our business looks like. And they make it look great and they make it look glamorous, but they don't talk about how hard it is. There are a lot of influencers that are focused just on YouTube. They don't even cut in the barbershop, but they want to tell you how to function in the barbershop. They want to tell you what you got to do, but they're not even in the shop on the day-to-day grind. They spend their time focusing on building YouTube content. Their focus is the YouTube content. It's not the business. Some of them may own business, but they don't function and operate in a business. See, I cleaned the windows and the toilets and threw out the trash before I started cutting hair at the barbershop. I cleaned everybody's stations off for a couple of dollars before I started cutting hair at the barbershop. Then I was messing up everybody's hair in the neighborhood before I worked at the barbershop. And then from that point, I remember cutting this guy's hair. His name was Bryce. He was a youth leader. I cut his hair. He went to an ice cream festival. And at the ice cream festival, he got stopped by the guy who I was working at the barbershop. I didn't tell him I was cutting hair the way I was. But he saw this guy's haircut. He said, man, who cut your hair? That's a mean haircut. He said, the Puerto Rican boy over on, um, on uh, you know, uh, right by the church, Bethel and me, uh, Strawberry Street. He said, Tyreek, it was no, Joel. He said, Tyreek, right? Little Spanish boy with curly hair? He said, yeah. He said, Joel? He says, nah, Tyreek, boy over there. He said, cross from Bethel? He says, yeah, that's the same person. It's my middle name. Got a phone call. He says, hey, man, I want you to come up to the barbershop and cut. We got, it's going to be a busy weekend and on Easter. You, you want to come up and cut? I closed down shop at the house. Pivoting with momentum. I already put the reps in. I was already working hard. I said, you know what? I'm going to the barbershop to cut hair this weekend. Basement is closed. It was either $3 haircuts or at the time, $8 haircuts. Eight sound a whole lot better than three. And it was busy too. I was going to get more exposure. I was going over there. There was a lot of clients over there. $8 a piece? You kidding me? With tip, I might have got $10. People are shaking their head because that don't even sound right in today's economy. But boy, you couldn't tell me nothing. I went from free to three. From three to eight. You tell me, what are you talking about? And I remember cutting at that barbershop. I still cut in the shop today. Not because I have to, because I still enjoy cutting in the shop. I cut my, my regular degulars. I got people there to pay me 100. I got people there to pay me 75. I got people there to pay me 60. I got a guy that still pays me $20. I haven't changed his pricing. He gets a ball head. He's five minutes in and out. Ball head every week. Brings me drink, brings me breakfast. Great client. I've been cutting him for over 28 years. He gets a ball head. Although my prices went up, I didn't change his prices, and I'm sure he, he may know that the prices went up. He gets a ball head, and he doesn't get a hot lather shave. He doesn't get a hot towel service. He just wants me to take it down with the trimmers. He comes in because it's something that he was used to doing for the last 28 years, and he comes on a regular basis. It takes me five minutes to do it. I didn't raise his prices. just enjoy cutting his hair. So there's a lot of people that will tell you, oh, raise your prices, know your worth, but they won't tell you how to do it. They're not going to tell you what is the step-by-step process. They're not going to tell you what to do. And listen, some of you can't afford to raise your prices. Some of you think that because somebody's getting, I'm going to tell you something. All those guys that are telling you, I get $100, I get $250 a haircut. 
Go, go, go try and book an appointment with them. I guarantee their, their book's open. I guarantee when you go look at their book to schedule an appointment, it's wide open. They're cutting one person every other day. Maybe two. If it's a busy week, maybe three. Go and look. You think I'm joking? Go check out their appointment schedule. If I'm going to go into the barbershop, I just want to be busy. I want to have conversation. In today's social economy, there's a lot of counterfeit change out there. Y'all might catch that one later. I'll say it again. In today's social economy, I'm talking about social media. In today's social economy, there's a lot of counterfeit change out there. People are trying to tell you how to change and what you need to change to, but they're not experiencing that change themselves. And they don't actually know how to do it. They haven't gone through the process. They listen to somebody else say it. They listen to somebody else who actually did it. And they're regurgitating the process and they're just trying to duplicate it without going through the process themselves. Many people don't know what it was like to get them $8 haircuts and be booked day in and day out without a lunch break. They just assume that now in today's social economy, oh, you know, I'm going to be the next Instagram dude. I'm going to be, I'm just letting people know I'm $100. Because Jalen Rose said be $100. So that's what he said. And some of you haven't elevated to that yet. There's a, there's a lot of conversation about this, but I'm telling you, in today's social economy, there's a lot of counterfeit change. People are trying to tell you how to adapt and how to change, but they haven't gone through any change or process themselves. They're just regurgitating other people's information. They're just telling you somebody else's story. They're just giving you somebody else's quote who did something amazing and it sounds good. But the person who gave that quote many, many years ago had an experience that gave them that quote. Something happened in their life and they shared the story and it became a quote. So you got the sound bite and the sound bite sounds good to say because it sounds good to say and it sounds cool. And it's going to help my social media. It's going to make my reels look good because I look like I know what I'm talking. And here's what's funny. They ain't talking to nobody. They're just talking to the audience. You know what you got to do is da 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 da. Ain't nobody even over there. They got the camera on. They're not actually talking to anybody. It's a visual aesthetic. There's a lot of counterfeit change in the social media realm of things. So you have to be mindful who you're listening to, be mindful of the people that you're around on a regular basis. Pivoting with momentum is important. The only way that happens is through repetition. If I give somebody a basketball that can dribble a ball and I try to tell them to, to, to cross over, they're gonna struggle, they're gonna drop the ball, it's not gonna work, trying to get it between their legs might be a little bit hard. But the person who's done it every single day and walks down the street and visualizes themselves doing it all the time and they're practicing all the time, it becomes second nature. The moment they got to cross over, it's easy. That's why you have different levels of coaching and training. You got the new guys that come to basketball camp. It's their first time at camp. They look terrible. But then you look at the guys that's been in camp five, six, seven years. They're out on the AAU team. Their practice regimen is totally different, but they go back to fundamentals that are extremely important because repetition is important. People don't like repetition. Oh, I did this already. I, I got this. We got students who evaluate. And they're like, are you ready for the test this Friday? Yeah, yeah. Wednesday, I got that. Kill that. And they get the paperback like, damn. And I'm like, yeah, I saw you sitting around doing nothing when you should have been prepping. 
Yeah, I got that. I'm, yeah, I know. I, I mean, repetition is important. And practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. Perfect practice makes perfect. Permanent. Permanent. Perfect practice makes permanent. Repetition is important. I saw a student the other day diligently working, pulling the hair down, doing a zero degree cut. The, the problem was he pulled the hair out at an elevation and then dropped it to zero degree. Now, anybody who knows when I just said it, you just visualize what took place. I know you know it now. Because he created elevation, the hair wasn't going to be at the right length. And then when he went to drop it, it buckled underneath. So that means there was hair that was a little bit longer and there was hair that was shorter. So when he combed it out, it was pieced out. See, sounds are important when you're teaching. Sounds are important when you're owning a shop. This is, this is what I mean. There's certain sounds when you're a customer that you don't want to hear. If you was a customer sitting in somebody's chair getting a haircut, what's the one sound you don't want to hear? <laughs> There's a couple of them, right? <laughs> mm. Oh. Ooh. Oops. You know what you don't want to hear? I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one right now. I'm going to tell, tell you one that you definitely don't want to hear. And this thing go... <laughs> Don't want to hear that one. But you can hear the hair when it's being cut. And you can hear it. Yump. And they start combing. I'm going to tell you what you don't want to see. Now, I see this all the time. But there are things that you don't want to see. There's one as a customer. you looking in the mirror at your client. That, that barber start combing a whole lot in the same area and looking around. That's something you don't want to see. As an instructor, situational awareness is important. You walking around the room, I'm looking on the mirrors, I'm looking at students. I'm looking at their body mechanics, I'm looking at their attitude, I'm looking at what it is. And I'll tell you something, this happens all the time if you're a teacher. You might, across the room, you good? Yeah, I'm good. They don't want to tell you they're not good. They don't want their peers around them to know, I'm struggling over here, nah, I ain't good. You got that one student be like, yeah, come here. But majority of them like, nah, I ain't gonna say nothing. But go ahead and walk past them, just be real close. They say, hey, Terry, can you see something? Let me show you something real quick. Take a look at this right here. Let me see what I'm doing right here. They'll be quiet about it. But this is the place to mess up. This is the place where it's okay to be like, yeah, come here. And, and when you're in a situation, in the school, you look off the mirrors. You can look at people's body language. Look at their facial expressions. Look at the client sitting in the chair. Look at the way they're moving. Do they feel confident? Is there something that's in or out of position? You want to be able to be there for them. When you're in the barbershop, sounds matter. People drop stuff on the floor. The clipper thing dropped. You looking over. Did they pick that up and sanitize that? Did they put it away? Did they do the right uh, a protocol for that? As an owner, I'm looking. When someone walks in the door, I'm looking to see who's going to acknowledge that person walking through the door. Sounds matter. Those things matter. I'm paying attention to them. But I've done that through development and repetition. It's not just something that just happens. You learn it. You go through the process of it. When a little kid's crying, why is he crying? What's going on? 
There's so many little things that take place in the shop on a day-to-day -day basis that if you're not aware, you're just zoned into your haircut. Some of you are just cutters because this is what you do. You look at the haircut, this is all you do. You don't see nothing else. You got blinders on. Nothing else matters to you but how good this haircut is. But when you become a manager or owner, your, your, your vision has to be a little bit broader. That peripheral vision has to be, your ears need to be paying attention to what's going on. Your eyes need to see what's going on. Not just this. You got to be able to adapt and pivot because there's so many things happening in one place. I'll give you an example. You got music on. Music's pretty decent. It's not too bad. It ain't too loud, but it's decent, right? You know the, the song's probably not the best song, but it's okay for the people that are in there. Then somebody walks in. You either turn it down or you change it. You can't help what's on the radio sometimes. But you can, you can help what people are listening to in your business. And it just, this weekend it happened. We were listening to something. It was fine. Music was fine. It, 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 was, it was low enough. It wasn't loud. It wasn't obnoxious. The song that came on was probably not the best song. And the one person who really enjoyed the song looked at the people that were sitting in the shop and made a change. And I, while I was cutting, I peeked. I was like, okay, I see him over there. He's growing. Not to mention that same individual sent me a message last week in the text message. It was heartfelt. You can tell that he was very appreciative. He talked, it, he, it was the second time at the barbershop. He said that he appreciate the ability to come back to the barbershop and work. He's happy. He's a much happier person. Um, he doesn't necessarily regret leaving the first time because he had experiences he wanted to do. Check out, open his own thing and try to do his own thing. But he said, coming back has put me in a position I'm happy again. I don't feel depressed. Not to mention, he ended up buying a new car. He's only been back, I would say, maybe about four or five months, but he ended up buying a new car. So I got the, 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 the message first, and I re responded with the same energy he gave it to me. I didn't give him a hard and thumbs up. I responded back with the same energy. When, people, when you put a post out and people are leaving comments, why don't you respond with the same energy? When someone comes to your barbershop, you know that happy person coming in. What's up, everybody? Hey, how you doing? Respond with the same energy. You imagine if somebody comes in and they're like, hey, what's up, everybody? Y'all like, that ain't my client, that's his client. You should respond with the same energy, the same enthusiasm they come in. If somebody comes in, they're real timid, they how's it going? You don't go, hey, how you doing? They're like, oh, that's probably not the place for me. You respond with the same energy. Hey, how you doing today, sir? Somebody be right with you. You can sign in right there. Somebody be right with you. Respond with the same energy. That comes through repetition, that comes through understanding business, that comes through being able to pivot in scenarios. You have to be able to pivot with momentum. It's not always going to be perfect. There's always going to be adversity. There's always going to be challenges. But put yourself in a position of adversity so you can learn how to fight through adversity. I know the students that came here, they put themselves in a position of adversity. It's hard coming to school. Let me tell you what happened this morning. We pull up in the morning to park. We got our own parking lot. The whole city took over our entire parking lot. Every city truck that's working on any street is in our parking lot. So our students don't have a place. That's adversity. I drove all the way here to not be able to park where I'm supposed to park. And I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to hear Dan. I don't want to hear Tyree. It's crazy. 
That's adversity. But we got a packed room. We had to learn to adapt and pivot. Like there's a goal at the end of this for these students is to graduate so they can get their license. For some of them is to be very, very sharp and work on the other things that they don't have. I need to understand the book stuff or I just need to work on my hand a little bit more or I just I don't know anything. I'm just, whatever you give me, I'm ready. It's important to be able to pivot with momentum. You're going to have adversity. Things are going to get in the way. You got to learn to cross over. You got to learn to bounce out like the running back. You need to be able to call an audible sometimes and make a decision that's going to help you to excel to the next down. That keeps you in the game for the next 10, you know, 10 yards. So that way you can get the first down. So you can get to the next play. Because the goal is to win. The goal is to win. So be intentional in your approach to what you do today. Position yourself to be able to pivot with momentum. I want to play this video. It's a coach. And Chris, you might like this one. I, I, I chose this one for Chris, too, because I talked about Chris and his ability to pivot with momentum. But this video is a coach. And I'm, I'm going to share why this is important. This coach is explaining to younger kids how to execute on the ice rink. He talks about speed. He talks about slowing down. He talks about um, getting around and moving around, right? And when I was a kid, I was the hockey dude. I'm not a hockey dude anymore. You know, I had all the little top stickers and the cards, and I thought Wayne Gretzky was the greatest thing ever, right? But it was cool to watch when I was a kid. I don't really enjoy it now, but I know Chris does. And I talked about Chris earlier. And so this video is a coach, and he says specific things that are important that good coaches will teach you and tell you. Like when you move that hair and it was just elevated, look, I was able to see and I was able to tell you what to look for so you can now visualize what you're doing. This coach not only talks about visually, he talks about sound, listening for things. I want to play this video. I want you guys to watch it. I think it's extremely important. Between the blues, pivot to backwards. Backwards, forwards. When you hit the red line, don't make this sound. That's a slowing down sound. Everyone knows how to do C cuts. That's a speeding up sound. So if you pivot towards Jocelyn, start with a right leg C cut. If I was going to pivot around this, I'd do a right leg C cut into a backwards crossover on my left side. Go right into the crossovers. These are fast. But these are faster. These are my C-cuts to get around this circle. These are my crossovers. Crossovers are faster. Between the blues, pivot to backwards. I shared this because I don't care if you don't like ice hockey. I'm looking at an instructor who is leading people to be great in what it is that he's teaching. He's teaching about sound, certain things they do know. You know how to do this, you know how to do that, but let me teach you how to do that with efficiency. Let me teach you how to do that with speed. Let me teach you how to do that with intention now. People come in and they know how to create a zero guide and know how to create their next guide and they know how to, I can give a four-year-old who watched someone do haircuts and they know to do this and do this. They see it. But they don't have the intention on what it is they're doing. There's big movements, there's medium movements, there's small movements. When you're coaching and training somebody, you're teaching them how to do that efficiently. And at first, it's slow. It takes me an hour. I told you, Chris, it took him two hours to do it. It doesn't take him two hours to do a haircut anymore. 
okay? I remember my first haircut too was two hours. I convinced the dude that I could cut hair. And here's how I convinced him. We were leaving summer school. He was driving past the barbershop that I was working at. We get to my house. I said, bro, you need a haircut. And he says, you don't know how to cut hair. I said, yes, I do. I work at that barbershop. He says, no, you don't. I said, I work right there at that barbershop. So when we got to my house, I said, mom, where do I work? She said, at Champs. What I didn't tell him is the work that I was doing at the barbershop. I was actually cleaning the windows and throwing out the trash. But I've been observing for a while, so I wasn't lying. However, I did lie by omission because I didn't tell the entire truth. I did work at Champs. I just wasn't cutting hair at Champs. So I ended up taking my mom's clippers that was in the basement. There was no adjustable lever on it. It was just a one blade clipper with no adjustment. And I took a screwdriver and I made my adjustments with the screwdriver. It took me two hours with the wrong tools. His head was hot and red. He had curls on the top. It was a bow cut underneath. It took me two hours to create a nice, ugly bow cut. But he was my first client for a long time. I ended up cutting his hair. I continued to cut his hair for years and years and years and years. And I showed my appreciation to him for that in many different ways. He was a big Steelers fan. I got him Steelers tickets. I got him a Steelers jersey with his favorite athlete. I did little things to just show my appreciation for giving me an opportunity to mess his hair up. Because that's what I did. It took me two hours, but it doesn't take me two hours to cut hair right now. My fastest skin fade is three mi two minutes and 32 seconds, uh, Steph. Two minutes and 32 seconds was the time. Two minutes and 32 seconds is my fastest skin fade. I can cut hair on an average of 15 minutes easily with conversation and getting through the haircut. I remember while I was in Russia, I did a full haircut with no preparation on a person I didn't know and didn't speak the language. So not only was I translating, waiting for a translator to explain what I was doing, I was doing a haircut and I did it within an hour on stage with translation, with never cutting this person, creating a look that the audience wanted to see because I was prepared. I was prepared to do whatever they wanted. I didn't know this guy, didn't know him at all. I said, hey, what would you like to see? And people raised their hands and said, this is what I would like to see. There was a variety of things, and guess what I did? A variety of things. But I executed a haircut and I did it within an hour on stage with no preparation for the model, but I was prepared for the last 30 years on how to do what I was doing because I did it with repetition. And I was able to pivot in that moment on stage for whatever people wanted because they paid a ticket to see whoever was teaching. So I had to be able to pivot and give the audience what they want. That only came because I've done it with repetition I prepared myself and I put myself in the face of adversity. It would have been real easy for me to grab a model, work with them, prepare them backstage, fluff it on stage, make it look real good and do whatever I want. But that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to give the audience who paid tickets to see educators on stage to give them what it was that they wanted to see. Because if you pay for a ticket to go to a class and they don't teach anything you need to, there's a lot of people going to look at haircut classes at these shows. You don't need to learn how to cut hair. You already cut hair well. For a new student, makes sense. For somebody who's been in business for a while, you don't need to go to that class. You need to go to the social media class. 
You need to go to the, the business class. You need to go to the finance class. Because those are things that you need to learn how to do better. You don't need the fade class and how to use this straight razor class. There are people who need it, but some of you don't need it. Don't go to that class. I was able to pivot and give the audience what it was that they needed. So ask yourself, how are you willing to pivot? What is it that you're going to do to put yourself in adversity? What are you going to do over and over again to put yourself in a position to elevate? Whether you're a spectator that wants to go to school, whether you're a student in school and you're trying to get your license, then the next phase is to get a manager's license or to open up a shop, whatever the case may be. It doesn't matter to me because my goals are different than yours. Your goals are different than mine. But I hope today that in this live, you learned something, you thought about something that encouraged you to, to go into that place of intent and figure out what it is that you're trying to do. And you can learn to position yourself to pivot. You may already be pivoting, but are you pivoting with momentum? Are you continuing to move forward in your progress to succeed in whatever that level is for you? I appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Tyreek Talk Tuesday today. I live by the model, serve your needs by serving the needs of others. I hope that I served your needs today. Go out and share this with somebody else. Let people know that this is happening. Let people know what you've learned. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate you. Have an amazing, amazing week. See you guys next Tuesday.